thoughts are more important than we could ever have imagined. They define and organize our experiences. They help us learn. They help us reflect. They help us plan. They help us create. Our thoughts are endless. I'm Lisa Thompson. Please join me as we explore the enormous power of our minds. This is podcast 11. Are you listening? Hey, you consider yourself a good communicator? If you think communication is all about talking, you haven't been listening. That's a quote by author Ashley Brilliant. There's also a Jewish proverb that says, no one is as deaf as the person who is not listening. Do you consider yourself a good listener? Do you think you could improve your listening skills? I've been studying about the art of listening. Had you ever thought that listening is a skill or a talent? Just like any skill or talent, it takes practice. And not that we will ever be perfect at it, but practice means we can improve. My mother was a good listener. She was a great listener. I used to talk with her mostly by phone quite often since we lived across the country most of my married life. I often shared my personal thoughts with her. I always felt safe to do so. She patiently listened as I expressed the emotions of being a mother of five. I love talking to her. I miss talking to her. But I always felt she had my back, so to speak. Just recently, I've come to realize that she never really offered me any advice. Sometimes there were times when she'd ask questions or restate something to confirm understanding. But, you know, I always remember that I left our conversations coming away with just a little more clarity. I felt that my concerns were genuinely heard. I don't ever remember feeling judged by her. I felt understood. I felt genuine compassion coming from her, which in return, I felt empowered. In her subtle way, or in the way that she listened, I felt like I could do anything in her eyes. I had experienced firsthand the power of genuine listening. There is enormous power that we gain when we feel listened to. Usually we can overcome everyday emotions when we feel listened to. But why does listening seem so hard sometimes? If you're a parent, how many times have your children told you, you just aren't listening? It's the one consistent thing that most loved ones complain about. Teens complain that parents don't listen. Sometimes spouses do the same. So listen up, my friends. Let's see how you are doing on the listening spectrum. Let's talk about poor listening first. You know, poor listening leads to assumptions and oftentimes misunderstandings. Now, misunderstandings can lead to inaccuracies in what's being communicated. Poor listening leads to fruitless conclusions. And if we aren't careful can cause costly oversights on several fronts. This is true for personal relationships as well as business relationships. Poor listening often leads to hurt feelings. It often leads to a loss of unity. And it deteriorates trust. And it weakens communication even further from both the one speaking and the one listening. So 
what does poor listening look like? Poor listening is when we are not fully focused on the message. Poor listening is when we are focused more on the words. Have you ever had someone tell you, but you said this, and then you say, but that's not what I meant. And the argument continues, but that's what you said. When we are genuinely listening, we are focused on the meaning, not the words. But it takes practice. I'll tell you a little later how to do this, but let's keep going on what does poor listening look like. You know, poor listening is also when we jump to give a solution, or we jump to give advice, or we try to fix the problem or the emotion. And most of the time, fixing isn't what is needed. It's understanding of what is said. That's usually what is most needed. You know, as most people talk through their emotions, most have the ability to work through them on their own. Talking out loud to express emotion helps a person process and clarify what they mean. When we communicate emotion, if we feel safe to express ourselves, that's what becomes the greatest teacher. That is what helps the person develop their own problem-solving skills. It comes from an environment of trust. Feeling safe to express our thoughts and emotions is huge in communication skills. And as a consequence, when we learn to problem-solve on our own, guess what? It creates a happier, more confident, and, ind and an independent individual. So who doesn't want that, right? When someone's a good listener, it's like an enormous gift given to the one speaking. When you're a good listener, it provides the one talking. The ability to explore more possibilities, new possibilities, new thoughts, new emotions. The mind is open more to formulate ideas and solutions, especially when they're in an atmosphere of non-judgment and trust. So why do you suppose therapy and, co and coaching are such huge businesses? The one talking becomes better at recognizing ways to solve things and even becomes better at recognizing consequences. And so, when you can articulate an emotion and problem solve, you become better at distinguishing fact from opinion. And we've talked about this in past podcasts, which is the key element to being in control of your thoughts and emotions. That's why I believe that when you identify what you are feeling, you can reflect on the thought that created that feeling, and you can change your thought to reflect a better feeling and course of action. Therefore, as we become better listeners, we're allowing our loved ones to grow more than if we tried to problem solve for them. And this allows us to grow along the side with them. We are moving forward together. And it's not always perfect, but if we are really striving toward understanding, it just makes life so much better for both parties. Let's face it, listening takes conscious effort, right? It takes focus, patience, a great deal of understanding. But as humans, what is the number one thing we do when someone wants to talk to us about something? We jump to immediately searching for our reservoir of thoughts, which is usually based on our values, beliefs, or attitudes, and then we want to come up with an answer for them. But if we could only remember, listening is not giving answers. It's not giving advice. It's not trying to get your point across. It's not trying to teach something at that moment, nor is it time to share personal experiences. 
even when we think we know the answer. It's merely giving the person our full attention, no matter what we are doing. Stopping what we are doing immediately opens the feeling of trust. It gives the message of importance that we give to that person. Now, as I mentioned, listening is about understanding the person, empathizing with the person, genuinely putting yourself in their shoes to see how they are viewing what they're talking about. Forget your views. It's about grasping what the person is saying, taking it and comprehending it with an open mind. It's about recognizing what the person is saying, letting them know you're acknowledging what they're saying and appreciating it, even though you may not agree and even though you feel you may have a solution or even though you feel you've been through something similar. It's only about understanding. There are great benefits to listeners as well. The more you truly and genuinely listen, the more you will enhance your ability to understand. And as you truly listen, you'll also become a better communicator. And guess what? When you gain the reputation of being a good listener, other people find you more enjoyable to be around. We find a much closer bond or connection to those we listen to and to those who listen to us. Have you ever been around someone who's always eager to jump in when you're talking and give their point of view? How does it make you feel? Have you ever had someone give you advice or tell you what they think that you should do? How does that make you feel? Think about those people in your life who've really listened to you. Did you feel understood and validated? How likely are you to go back to that person to share your feelings with them? Did you feel judged, talked down to? Did you feel that they were seeing you and appreciating what you were saying? Here's an important question to think about. What if someone comes to discuss a delicate or complicated situation that's going on with them? Or what if they complain about you? How do you handle that? Are you defensive? Do you argue? Do you make excuses? Try to explain yourself? Are you frightened about what they're saying? Do you disagree with what they're disclosing? Or do you try to find out what the person feels? And why that person feels that way. Do you, do you take the information and try to learn from it? Or do you dismiss what the person says? It's easy and even human to be defensive when the subject is about you, right? Especially when it's something negative that the other person says about you. But what if you acknowledged what they were saying and really tried to understand their feelings? How did they get to that point? How do you think it would make them feel if you truly listened before taking offense? Even if you disagree with them, that's okay. But right now, if you changed your mindset and asked yourself how grateful you are that they came to talk to you and trusted you to say what they're feeling, it's not always easy, I know. No one likes to hear negative things about them. No one likes to hear sometimes the things that are daunting to talk about. But could you just imagine, just for a moment, if you don't allow yourself to get offended and genuinely listened, what do you think it would do to change the other person's viewpoint of you? 
because genuine listening fosters trust and trust creates a close bond. And most of the time, if we listen with an open mind, the complaints will stop coming. But to someone who doesn't feel understood, they feel justified in what they're feeling and continue to find more faults. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. In a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the author Stephen Covey outlines a key principle, and that is seek first to understand. As part of this habit, Covey states most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. I think that's true of all of us, right? If we fall into the all-too-common trap of tuning out while we formulate our own response, we will never fully be with the person sitting in front of us, and we will have little chance of fully understanding them and helping them feel heard and valued. Early on in my marriage, a friend of ours introduced us to a communication game that we've used from time to time. It's called the hourglass talk. When one person feels the need to talk, they grab the hourglass and place it in front of the other. This is the signal that listening is needed without interruption and with full attention. So let's say I brought out the hourglass. I sat it in front of my husband. It signals him to stop and genuinely listen. The hourglass is turned over and the sand starts to fall. And then I speak whatever is on my mind until the, sun, er, until the sand runs out. And during this time, my husband cannot comment in any form. No sound, no words, no facial expressions at all while I speak. Then when the sand runs out, the hourglass is turned over, and then my husband has a turn. More times than not, this so-called game helps the speaker to articulate what's on their mind without immediate argument. And a lot of times, this exercise brings the speaker to their own conclusion. And by the time the listener has a chance to speak, the issue is either resolved or it doesn't seem quite as bad. I have to admit, when I first heard about this game, I wasn't so sure. But we tried it a couple of times, and it worked remarkably well. To this day, with over 41 years of marriage, we still collect hourglasses as a symbol that listening to our household is always available. I don't think we've used the hourglass talk in many years, but they are still something that symbolizes that we care about the listening part of communication in our home. If you've ever been with someone who is a good listener, You've probably heard comments like, I'm so glad you told me. How are you feeling after talking? Or I enjoyed our conversation. Do you feel that I listened? I always want to know how you feel, or you can always talk to me anytime. These are phrases from a good listener. These phrases are validation that you've been understood. But sometimes when your conversation is over, even if you don't hear or say these phrases, you will be able to see uh, that the speaker's demeanor is something like a smile or they give you a hug or a handshake. Those are all indicators that you've listened well, but it's important to validate in whatever way feels best to you. Another way in which to find out if you've understood the person is by asking, why don't you tell me more? What else? Or how does that make you feel? and continue asking until they have nothing left to say. 
Elle Kaplan, known as the Wonder Woman of Wall Street, and hence she's been a, a keynote speaker at many events such as the Pentagon and keynote speaker at prestigious universities. She talks about the power of active listening in an article she wrote. She says that studies show that most people believe that they have above average listening skills, but in reality, the average person listens only about 25% of the time. It's because we are either distracted or formulating our reply. She then promotes something called active listening. That might be something you've heard about before. Active listening can be defined as giving your complete intentional focus to what someone says rather than their words, literal meaning. Peter Drucker, who is also a highly successful management consultant and author, agrees by saying the most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. That's right, what isn't said. And that's what active listening is all about. Have you ever been pouring out your heart to someone only for the focus to come back on the word that you didn't use or use, you didn't use correctly? Genuinely, when you listen, it's more than the words. It's understanding the emotion behind the words. In a Forbes uh, magazine article called The Power of Listening, it said, listening is more than just hearing the words someone is saying, but rather impactful, active listening is all about understanding the context in which those words are shared. It's also taking in other verbal and nonverbal cues, such as voice inflection, tone, facial expressions, and even body language. If someone is fidgeting a lot, usually means they're nervous. If the tone or inflection in the voice raises, it usually means they don't feel understood. And if the facial expressions consist of frowning, it usually means they aren't feeling listened to. Do you see? When we active listen, we practice mindfulness. We are present with that person. And we do not allow distraction or distractions to take away our focus on the most important thing in that moment, which is the purpose as a listener, and that is to seek understanding, show compassion, and demonstrate empathy, even when we don't agree. Let me share with you what therapists and counselors do. There's actually a method to active listening. Now, if you learn this technique, it can become a part of how you normally listen with some practice. And maybe you've heard how to be an active listener, but here's a little refresher. Okay, this is the basic formula. When the person states what they are thinking or feeling, and after you have patiently listened, this is what you do. You ask the person, let me see if I understand correctly. And then you repeat or paraphrase what the person has said and couple it with the emotion you are sensing that the person is feeling. And then you ask, is that correct? If the person says yes, you know you've listened effectively. This formula creates a sense to the speaker that we understand. This is active listening. And like I said, it takes practice. Our minds are so quick to interject our thoughts and feelings. But as you hold back and practice this exercise, you will truly learn to become more focused on listening, more than, than what you want to say next. And the more you practice it, the more it will become like second nature to you. 
If you want your children and spouse to want to talk to you more, try this exercise with them. I highly recommend it. Again, focus on what the person's saying, paraphrase and add your understanding of the emotion of what they're saying and ask them if it's correct. And if they say yes, you've got it. If they say no, then you ask the person to tell you more and try it again. There are enormous benefits of active listening. And one of the biggest benefits is that your children and spouse or whoever will want to seek you out to talk to you because active listening builds trust and builds stronger relationships. Who doesn't want that, right? Active listening can help you to resolve conflict. If you are really concentrating and understanding the other person, conflicts can easily be resolved. Remember, you don't have to agree with a person. Your job as an active listener is to seek understanding, not to get your viewpoint across or to give advice. Active listening prevents you from missing important information. And when we are busy forming our own thoughts and opinions, we may miss the key elements of what the other person is saying. Active listening enables you to identify problems and it helps the one communicating to identify and resolve their own problems without you advising them. Ms. Kaplan adds in her article that active listening reduces stress. She says that as you let go of your personal agenda and worries when you truly listen, it allows yourself to be completely caught up in what the other is saying. And guess what? This builds confidence confidence in yourself as a listener and confidence in the one speaking. If you can expand your perspective by taking in the thoughts and feelings of others, you become more secure in your own values. That confidence creates a positive feedback loop because the speaker then becomes more and more open in expressing themselves. So my friend, I encourage you to strive to be a better listener this week. Try the method of active listening. Until next time, have a great week.